friends and enemies and everyone else in between. You clicked on this podcast because you saw that dogs are better than people as the title. And you thought to yourself, well, I got to listen. I got to hear what, what he has to say about this, right? Or what possibly, either you're a dog lover or you're not. I'm not, you probably fall somewhere in between. Either you're listening because you want to hear the fact that I love dogs and that I'm going to be in their, their corner, or you're totally against the f- dogs are just dogs. And to hell with me. You want to see what it is that I have to say about it. Well, sit back, get your popcorn ready, and understand that this this idea that the fact that dogs are better than humans begins with me because I was a piece of shit. Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast. Welcome to the Who Cares Podcast, a podcast that enters your soul with your host, Stephen Moraga. Now, when I say I was a piece of shit, uh, I like to use that term, but in this situation, I was. Um, what I used to do uh, when I would be in the end of a relationship, for instance, uh, when I knew that it was it was coming to an end, uh, instead of being a man about things and just breaking up and and doing that kind of stuff with what, uh, whatever girlfriend I was with at the time, uh, what I would do, and this is not this is not for everybody to do. That's a bunch of psychos out there, but it is a good tool if you really want to mess with people's heads. What I would do is I would buy a dog. At the very end of the relationship, when I knew that it was probably coming around the end and I got to make the decision to pull the plug or whatever, I would buy a dog for that particular girlfriend at the end. And the reason being was I thought that that was the right move. And that's just a complete fucking psycho move because my line of thinking was, even though I don't want them. I giggled to myself and I thought, ha, ha, that next boyfriend is going to be picking up the shit of the dog that reminds the girl of me. And that girl may not even think about me anymore. That's probably the case. Or maybe she does. I'm sure she does. But she has some kind of, every time she looks at that dog, whether conscious or subconscious, little Steven over here pops right into that memory bank, right? And then you got the you got the new boyfriend or you got the new husband. Motherfucker, I hate this fucking dog. Don't you touch my dog. My dog is everything to me, right? So I thought it was a clever little scheme, but what I really really what I really realized was that that's not a normal behavior. And there must have been something inside of me that says I was a piece of shit for doing that. And I take full responsibility. And so when the title of this podcast says that dogs are better than humans, name me a dog right now, right now, that had that much of a psycho mindset to even think about something like that. You can't. I mean, there's been some smart dogs in the world, right? We've seen them in Best in Show or whatever. And my dog right now, Bentley, who's the the main reason why I want to record this podcast as a tribute to him. Um and in fact, he's coming probably right now. Uh, but I wanted to record this because I have a platform, number one. Number two, uh, he's been with me 14 years. And number three, he's the longest relationship I've ever had outside of my family. And uh, he, no, okay, number four, um, my vet and I both agree, that dog looks at me like a way that, you only get like one of those in your lifetime, and that's kind of what he conveyed to me. Uh, we all have dogs, and we all—they love them. We love all of them, but there's the one that 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 looks at you in a certain way that almost kind of creepy, almost wants to make love to you. you know, this kind of vibe you get, but but you got to get over that and understand that that's their way of looking at you, like they love you, um, and it's not a sexual thing. It probably if they, if they let it, probably would get to that, which is even more bizarre. But uh, so. All these things, dogs are better than humans. And I'm not really sure, and I want to put myself out on the forefront and say, yeah, give you that story, because that story is a piece of shit move. It really is. Am I a piece of shit? No, I'm not, obviously. Uh, I've learned from my my lessons in life. And what's interesting about that is I did this with, with Bentley um, for a girlfriend of mine, Amy, and uh, she... Uh, 
I'm not really sure what happened that year that the dog was with her. We had some crazy sister that had just got off meth that was homeless or something and moved back in with him and was was the only one around during the day because uh, we were still kind of together, you know. Uh, and but I, I think that the sister abused him because uh, he came when I got him. He was like a year later the, after the first year. Um, well, what happened was is I guess the parents thought that they couldn't they couldn't take the dog. I couldn't. I guess I bought a dog for a family that doesn't like dogs except for Amy, and so. Her sister was in charge of it, who has made a mess of her life her whole life, and um, probably took it out on the dog in the beginning or something. But but it it didn't me- it, it was meant to be the way it all worked out. Yes, I got the dog in nefarious terms in 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 a in a judgment that would be clouded by ego or haste in. I'm not really sure. I really, I can't, I, I honestly can't give you a reason for that. I, I was just a sinister motherfucker, basically, because it did work previously in other relationships. And, and the men would get mad and think about me all the time. And, and it's no wonder, right? You guys don't like me. But the girls still had like that piece of me. And, and that's a, such a selfish act, right? So when I was, no dog would ever do something like that. That's a, that's a diabolical thing is what I'm saying. So I'm putting myself at the forefront here. And if we look around in society at this very moment, if we look around in society at this very moment, what is it? What? What are you noticing right now, right? What, what is the common, oh, God, the common trend in society right now? Oh, I know what it is. It's that people are very selfish right now. And they're very scared. And the majority of people, not our listeners, because our listeners are very, very intelligent. I think we have, uh, doing the studies here, we probably have some of the highest IQ listeners uh, per viewer or per listener uh, in all of podcastry. But the majority of society might not be um, logical. Um, They might not be uh, emotionally balanced. They might be hyped up on medication. Uh, they might be poor. They might be rich but poor in value as a human being. They might be, I mean, there's a plethora of things why people are not, as a majority, really, uh, some, some as, a, as a whole, to make a decision is what I'm saying. So because of that, what if you were to look at dogs as a whole? Yes, there's some one-offers we hear of these pit bulls, but usually pit bulls are either really crazy or the most loving dogs on the planet. That's the there's no really no dividing line. But sometimes we hear some pits, or we hear some uh, uh, some dogs that have been you know chained up in kennels or in, a, in the backyard of somewhere you know just pieces of shit raising pieces of shit, I guess. Which you know transcends throughout all of life you know show me a, a piece of garbage person i'll show you their parents right um but most dogs are inherently i would think good and i don't know if i can say that about people i would like to think so but you fuck up and see how many people come to your rescue i know that the who cares podcast steven moraga miss meg lee uh Miss Tori Michaels, John Montgomery, Thunderbird the Third. If you have been a listener and you have written to us, or you're about to write to us, this may be the first time you're listening. We would be there for you. We'd raise a GoFundMe for you, as we've done in the past. We would do whatever it takes because we're people of the community and we are people with morals. We are people with scruples. We may have a, a twisted way of looking at things, but it's actually the realistic way of looking at things and not some sugar-coated bullshit. So, in saying that. Right now, if you can imagine it, imagine yourself going out right now into the real world right now. If you, or maybe you are in the real world, you listen to my beautiful voice in the car and you're thinking to yourself, man, why is everybody taking that parking space ahead of me? Why is everybody going for, you know, why, why when I want to like go into a, a place, that person wants to go first in front of me? There's an epidemic of this right now. And I don't know if you guys don't realize that. I'm sure you do. Because right now people are scared and they don't have any trust in the government. They'd have no trust in themselves and they have no trust in their environment or the people that they thought was their 
a blanket over their heart. There's my dog spitting right now. So it's interesting right now that um, in this in this time of disorder, at this chaotic time of disorder, we we have we haven't had a leader of any sense of the imagination, probably in my whole lifetime. To be honest with you. Um, but this there's Bailey. He wants to wants us to know he's alive and well, except he's not. Um, so you hear that? That's. Uh, He's taking a turn for the worse, and unfortunately, in the next two or three days, it's going to be I, – I have to make the decision. And that's where this this whole podcast is coming from, and this is a very emotional podcast for me, so I, I don't want to bring it down to a down note. I don't want to bring it down – down note – to a low note, uh, a sad note, because everybody out there is dealing with their own issues that's sad or not sad, probably pretty – uh, stressful, I would assume. Uh, but if you're not, congratulations. You're one of the uh, 1% of everyone out there. Um, and I'm not saying that because I, I probably am close to that, except for this past month. Uh, this past month, uh, if you were a numer- numeral- numerical, numerical, thank you, numerical person, if you believe in uh, numbers, if you believe in, uh, I don't know, non traditional religious activities, uh, you would know that, that that the term everything comes in threes is absolute. It's not quite fact, but it's absolute. And so three things came to me this past month since I got back from Dallas, actually past two months, that, you know, my life has been really, really good. I can't, you know, things have gone my way. They haven't, but it's been through an organic process. But this month, it was an almost an uncontrollable month. Uh, things out of my nature, uh, beyond my control, out of my nature. What does that even mean? Things beyond my control, outside of my environment, um, where I was, I don't want to say a victim because I'm never a victim. You are what you are. You put yourself in situations. Things happen. But sometimes the world tosses you a curveball, right? Am I right? Am I right? I'm saying this because three things happened to me, and I'm not going to. One of which you guys have heard before. I almost lost my eyeball, uh, and twice, and then a second one that I can't get into because of um, legal purposes. But let me just tell you um, that everything comes full circle, and uh, it's fascinating to see why I might have been put in that situation uh, unknowingly, and it's fascinating to see the character of people who uh, don't help you in a time of crisis. And then number three, uh, my dog of 14 years decides to be the one to bounce. Now, it could be much worse, right? Of course, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know what you're dealing with. I don't know uh, what your kid is doing right now. Is he, is he battling MS? Or is he the number one star in the class and he's, life couldn't be any better for you? Even besides, you're probably a COVID schmovid. My kid is dominating uh, preschool or whatever, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade. It doesn't matter. Maybe your life is grandiose right now, but what if he busts his ankle? What if he, and I don't want to be, a, I'm never a man of what ifs, but we have to prepare ourselves to be internally strong for when those things that come in threes happen. And this month, Whoa, I didn't even see this one coming. Look at Bentley's coming here to listen to his own podcast about him. Uh, his name is Bentley Michael Rogers Moraga. He is a man of grace. He's a man of many talents. He's a man that my neighbor Bobby said, I wouldn't be surprised, Stephen, if he backed out your Cadillac. That's how intelligent he is. He he walks around with like the weight of the world on him already. He understands what I'm saying. He speaks English. Um, in fact, we think that he might have been an old British mm, queen. No offense, Bentley. Maybe not a queen, but an old British man. And um, we're not really sure. And, and, and it's weird that we named him Bentley. Maybe that it was fate, kismet, whatever you call it. And he's been with me for 14 years. He's, he was when I was very young. Uh, and I got him for, and I was very young and thinking, getting this for my girlfriend. And it backfired to get, turn this all back around full circle. Sorry, I got, went off at a tangent right there. But to bring it back full circle, what happened was, is obviously the uh, degenerate sister of, of Amy could not take care of this 
this dog in any kind of sense of imagination. And so they all realized that they can't take care of a dog. Uh, the three adults, four adults that lived in one house, realized that they couldn't take care of this dog. So they brought to me, uh, the stepdad made a exact replica almost of their own house. Same color, same roofing, uh, same uh, bay window. A doghouse for Bentley and brought that along with Bentley to me. It's my dog. I got to take care of it. I bought it. Well, I wasn't really prepared for this. I don't know who would be. I don't know what kind of Indian givers these people are. Editor's note for full context, since I'm sure some of you thought, well, that wasn't right, Stephen. Why would you use the term Indian giver? I don't know, because it's not really a term that applies to what we now call Native Americans. Because it says Indian in the term. And for some reason, the past 500 years of civilization within America did not understand that these individuals were not from India, and yet we still called them Indians. Not to say that people before us were stupid, but that's pretty fucking stupid. You know what we'll do? We'll take a look at what Google says. Google says... Why is it called an Indian giver? From phrases.org.uk when they don't want to offend anybody. But it says, Indian giver derives from the alleged practice of American Indians of taking back gifts from white settlers. It is more likely that the settlers wrongly interpreted the Indians' loans to them as gifts. Quote, unquote, an Indian gift is a proverbial expression signifying a present for which an equivalent return is expected. Close quote. Maybe so. Sounds like the mafia, but I don't really, who am I to judge? None of us were there, so I don't understand what this particular Google uh, phrase has to do with anything. Let's just say the term is out there. Let's use it. It has nothing to do with Native Americans because, you know what? They're Native Americans or whatever they want to be called. They definitely aren't Indians. Somebody else has the right to that. Um, is it okay to say Indian giver? Another question you may have. The phrase is used to describe a negative act or shady business dealing. It is considered disrespectful, and its use is offensive to many people of indigenous backgrounds. I'm not really sure why it would be offensive to them, because their name is not Indian anymore. But I would be glad to hear from any kind of indigenous people, because I am on your side. I do not want to use this term, and I think it's a term that we need to harness, and we need to shove back at the world. And say, oh yeah, Indian giver? Oh yeah, we're Indians? Fuck you. We're not Indians. We're proud people of this land. And yeah, you may have slaughtered a lot of us, but we know, and just you watch, one day we'll get you. Now, if that's the case, then then let's, let's go. I think they should use Indian giver all day long, like as a, a cuss word. Just my thinking, but I don't know. Who am I to say? I'm not Indian, nor am I a giver. So there's that. And I'm definitely not Native American. I love you, Native Americans. I wish there was more of you. Uh, I wish I had friends that were you. I had one or two great people. Thank you. And that's been your editor's note. Because I got it for them. I didn't, Actually, I got it for Amy. I didn't get it for them. But they also took back their dishes. So I'm not very surprised when Amy and I had a little, uh, what is it, argument? Uh, I guess the dishes were only supposed to be when, because we, we moved into a new house that I bought and uh, they, they bought us a housewarming gift right, of new dishes for everything. But once Amy decided that she didn't want to live there anymore, boy, I guess there goes my dishes. <laughs> and not unlike a previous girlfriend who took back, her parents took back the furniture that they gave me. I don't know what it is with parents and their daughters and taking back things that they want to give the boyfriend. I didn't do anything that horrific. I didn't cheat on them. Uh, I mean, that would be the only reason I would think, but th that's neither him nor there. <laughs> so, uh, they bring back the, the stepdad brings back Bentley and I go, okay, I guess this, I, I got the dog. I, I didn't buy the dog for myself. If I would have, I would have brought the dog, but I love this dog. And I, and I, I would actually find myself looking forward more to the fact that I'm going to see a dog than I am towards seeing Amy even when I would go visit her after she moved out 
I, w- I would go visit her in the beautiful city of Corona, Crown Town. It's a very beautiful, very lovely place, kind of. Um, it's not very beautiful, actually, is what I'm saying. It's actually a, a shithole. Uh, but they make the most of it, right? And I would go out there, and I would be in trouble because I was late. And, you know, it's basically all the people that want to live out there can afford over here. So they have to sit in this traffic going all the way out the 91 freeway. And it's just every day they're in bumper to bumper traffic instead of, I don't know, maybe uh, getting a bigger down payment so they could afford a house on the other side of the 91 freeway. But that's not either here nor there either. What I'm saying is this. Uh, they would get mad at me for being late, but I would be excited Almost more excited, and I don't know why. Uh, uh, it was a connection between me and Bentley right here, my guy right here. I would get so excited, and I and I was like, what are, you, what are you getting excited for? It's just a dog. It's just a dog, right? It's not even your dog. It's You bought it for her. And um, so anyways, so the dog uh, probably was abused, we think, by that uh, horrific uh, homeless lady that they took in, oh, their daughter, after you know, ten fifteen years of abandonment, uh, that by the daughter's fault, she she didn't even let her mom know if she was dead or alive, and and her mom was constantly in worry about it, and that's uh, that's something that uh, don't ever do that to your parents, but that just shows you the level of intelligence this girl had, and she's been in charge of this dog. So when I get the dog, that girl was the one taking care of this dog the whole time, and so. I get the dog and I go, well, he, he definitely needs a drink like I do. So me and my buddy Colin decide to give him three Wiseman shots all the time or a beer or whatever. And that's probably not, I didn't know. I didn't know the horrific, I don't even know if I liked this dog yet or not. I know that I liked him, but I mean, I didn't. And then something started to happen. He looked at me in a creepy way for, I thought for a second, like he wanted to make love to me. And I, I, that was weird. But he would just fall into my arms, no matter what. I would just go to pet him, and he'd just fall. And he, like he was giving himself to me. Now, he also bit 11 people. And I don't care about that. Come at me with lawsuits. It really doesn't matter because y'all deserved it. And I didn't know y'all deserved it at the moment. But you did because come to find out, each and every one of you turned out to be a piece of shit. I didn't know it at the time, but not one of you that he bit is probably worth living basically is what i'm saying you guys probably keep living i mean it doesn't really matter but nobody really cares you're not really contributing to life is what i'm saying so 11 of you i and that's that what is that a commentary on me i should probably have picked my friends better probably that's that's fair that's a fair assessment of what what are you you're the sum of your five best friends yeah but you know what good thing these weren't my best friends uh they were you know maybe ninth or 11th down the chain, but you get the picture. So Bentley, Bentley, Michael Rogers, Moraga. And yes, he is a real Moraga. Unlike a couple people in my family that claim to use that word. And I'll just leave that alone, but uh, it's, it's, it's a sacred name. And if it's not your last name, don't use it, please. I'm saying this in fair warning. So, when I say that, I, I, I want Bentley, I want the world to know Bentley. And if it's just this podcast, at least it's out there for consumption. And maybe it's out there for your consumption because you're going through something right now. Maybe it's your kid is messing up in school. You don't know how to deal with it. Because I really don't know how to deal with this whole, I got to take him down to the whole death camp like I'm a, a Nazi uh, uh, warden, death camp warden. Put them in the, you know, that just shows you how horrific those people were, right? Well, those are actual real lives. But maybe, maybe they just, that's why they didn't talk to them or something like that. But when you really know somebody, when you really know a person, no matter what, you have, and I'm just calling this dog a person. I'm calling him a person because I'm no better than him. Yeah, maybe he was born with a smaller brain capacity, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, he ages a lot. He, you know, a lot more than we do. God damn! In fourteen years, I'm glad I'm not a hundred. I don't care how old Bentley is. I think that Bentley, to me, is still my child. And so when my child is looking to me for, he can't. His legs are gone. He has something called laryngeal paralysis. I don't know if you ever heard about that, but it usually only comes in labs. So if you have a lab, I'm sorry. It's possible you might get that. But 
Uh, what it does is it, it constricts and starts to paralyze the vocal cords, and along with that, surprise, surprise, it breaks their back, or it, it, it paralyzes the back and their legs. So they walk around for the last year and a half. I've been dealing with this. I've been dealing with this. I think Bentley's been dealing with this. I've just been bystander dealing with this because I took this on when I had the dog. And I don't understand why people, um, if when they take on maybe it's a spouse or when they take on a troubled this or a troubled that or they take on a stepkid or they take on something in their life as a responsibility. That's your responsibility, my dude. That's your responsibility, my girl. That is, or my trans, or my non-binary, or my yet-to-be-determined. What I'm saying is that when you take on a responsibility such that it's something or someone you take care of, you can't just walk out on it. It'd be very easy. I should have just... And, and what I was talking about with Amy's uh, stepfather bringing the house that is a miniature of their house. So guess what I had to look at in my backyard every day? Their house when we broke up, right? Oh, Amy, what am I going to do with you? Oh, no, your house is in the backyard. Oh, no. Right? That was me. Oh, I just want to write a song for you. Right? That was me. Right? And so everything comes back full circle, right? I get what I should have gotten. But I am so blessed to have had this man. And little do, the, little do they know that their lives were not enriched. They could keep their homeless daughter. And I'll take 15 Bentleys. I'll see one Bentley will beat your homeless. Maybe even the daughter I was in love with. I don't know. I don't know. She, she turned into a bodybuilder or something. But maybe, I won. I, I won because Bentley has been the most loyal dog I have ever Seen, heard, encountered. The guy, he's on his desk door, and he's right here behind me. On, on, uh, <laughs> he's right here behind me, uh, behind my seat, man. And uh, uh, it's tough because, and, and this can relate to whoever in your life, man. Um, it, it, it break up or, or a loved one's passing away or, or something, you, you got to cut the cord, right? You got, you, you got to. But you still think something's there. You got to hold on to it, right? Um, and you're, you're trying to, but does that do the other person a disservice? It does because he's not, he's not living a full life right now. His life is beyond compromised. He can't walk. He scooches. He's shitting now in the house and and uh, I and like a pig and swine, I, I comfort him. And I, I lay I lay 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 with him in it, but I could tell he was embarrassed. I really could, and he's been. And then what does he do? He tries his hardest to get up, and he goes and does the rest of it outside, like he's doing me a favor or something like that. And I I I don't know what that is, man. And I don't know if anybody wants to say dogs are less than people and all that. But whatever that instinct is that drives this dude to push and persevere and be a better person in spite of what's happening. He knows exactly what's happening to his body. He knows that his legs are gone. and And he looks to me and he doesn't know why. And that's the hardest part. And I know I'm just using him as a metaphor, people, as for whatever's going on in your life. I'm not talking about my problem is worse than you know anybody else's out there. I think that whatever you're going through, uh, especially with the COVID crisis past year, you've had to see some of your loved ones uh, for no reason, you know, in our minds, no reason uh, pass away. But maybe that was their time. I don't know. I, I don't know the answers. We, none of us do. But when they still have the ability to think right and their bodies fail them and they're looking at you like you don't, they don't know. They, or they don't know what's going on, and, and they're looking at you like almost like, help me, like you, they're going down a river and they're looking for that ore. Um, that's that's the that's the part of life that I can't wrap my head around. I I think that a, a four a six k run or or uh, training for a, a, a semi pro um, MMA fight all difficult, or uh, you know. Skiing down the biggest slope or even base jumping, something like that. But you, you choose those things and they're all difficult to master. All these things are taking skill level beyond belief. But what is the hardest thing in life is losing someone 
that cared about you probably more than you you deserved. I mean, we all deserve it, but we know. Uh, from parents to uh, maybe an uncle or a grandma that, that saw something in you. And when those people go, and I'm saying people because I, I think Bentley is definitely a person, when those people go, uh, either your cheerleader or your fan or your your rock or uh, that c- constant, the constant in your life that that you know you can count on and that will always be there and will always love you. Some people will never have that, and I, I, I apologize to you that if you're listening, you never had that. Tell me about it. Uh, Stephen at, at whocarestepodcast.com. I'd love to hear from it because uh, I, I, my heart truly goes out to you because uh, you were given a, a, a bum uh, bum rap you know in the beginning you know but hopefully you persevered in, in spite of it but uh you were given you're you behind the eight ball so to speak it, it, as soon as you're born or whenever so i my heart really goes out to you and I, I would love to know what you did to overcome that did you find somebody that that was your number one fan and then maybe they left too or they died or i i don't really know right none of us know and it may sound like i'm rambling i'm not I'm not rambling because what I want to come across in this episode, it's not a sad episode. We all live, we all die, and we have to be logical, and we have to be thinkers about that. And we got to understand that, look it, you know, sometimes it interferes in your life. Uh, sometimes people become a burden, right? Um, I just had a friend, uh, Autumn, her grandmother passed away, and, and, and she's upset about it, but I'm sure it was very difficult for her. Uh, she decided not to talk to me for again for some reason, I'm not really sure why. But that's uh, it's been her mo. I don't know. She's she's gone through a lot, and and I really can't blame her because she lost her parents pretty close in each other. Now she lost her grandma. Everybody pretty much in her life is gone that she can put a marker on, or she can put a, uh, a, a remembrance about. Like her, it basically, in our lives, when, when those people go, it it. Not that it erases your childhood or it erases your youth, but it's pretty close to that, right? Because you don't have that stability anymore. And that's what I'm saying. People that leave us, it's tough, man. But you still, like them, can learn. You, uh, the other night, Bentley is learning, trying to walk. He's trying his ass off. And I'm going, yes, Bentley, come on. Let's do it. Let's do it, buddy. You could do it. And and really, you know, I mean, what's he doing it for, right? But the amount of effort that he put into just getting up and, and yeah, the floor is a little slippery, some tile, and he probably should have been doing it on a rug because he hates tile now because of his legs are pretty much, you know, like Christopher Reeves. Uh he was trying his ass off and he got up there and he did it and he's looking at me like, oh my God. And he's looking at me and I was like a proud papa, you know? And I'm sure you've seen that in your life. When you see your kid uh, do something, I remember, um, you know, see my godson, Ryder, you know, uh, him, him the other day, he just, uh, he'd been in a slump, a hitting slump and then I wish I could have been there, but, uh, you know, we all live our own lives. But, once he got that hit, it's like it breaks open a, a whole new world of opportunity, right? And But to see your kid struggling like that, I'm sure is tough. And uh, Jimmy, shout out to Jimmy, uh, a big-time listener of the show, big-time supporter and uh, and contributor sometimes. Uh, that's his son, and that had to be an amazing feeling for him to see him, uh, see his son, you know, bust through that, that quote-unquote uh, ceiling or wall or whatever it is. And to find himself and, 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 and to learn that he can do it, you know. And I know I'm getting real sappy and we're going really long on this, but dogs are better than humans. I wanted everybody to understand the power that dogs do have. And Bentley is, is the epitome of the power of what a dog has on a human being because I always want to research. And I always want to bring to my audience why it is that dogs are better than humans. So I went and I went and found this 
fantastic. It's called help Di- helpguide.org. Give them a shout out right now. Helpguide.org. And it's the health and mood boosting benefits of pets, right? We all know that pets are very beneficial. Very beneficial. And the benefit that pets bring, right, in this article says that any pet can improve your health. Basically, people who have pets are much more inclined to be healthier. They're probably not as um, fatalistic, probably because for the simple fact, and that's how simple we are as people, there's somebody waiting for you. There's somebody that cares about you more than you care about yourself. If I'm half the man that my dog thinks I am, then I did something right in life. So the studies that are in this article have shown that pet owners are less likely to suffer from depression than those without pets. Hmm. Interesting. People with pets have lower blood pressure. And we're talking even fat people in stressful situations than those without pets. One study even found that when people with borderline hypertension adopted dogs from a shelter, their blood pressure declined significantly within months. Number three, playing with a dog, cat, or other pet can elevate levels of serotonin and dopamine, which calm and relax you, as we all know what dopamine is. Half of you are shooting in your veins right now. Pet owners have lower triglyceride and cholesterol levels. Those are the indicators of heart disease uh, than those people who are sorry sacks of shit that don't have pets. And heart attack patients with pets survive because of the fact that they have pets much more and longer than people who do not have pets. And finally, pet owners over the age of 65 make 30% fewer visits to their doctor than those without pets. So go out there and get yourself a Bentley. You're not going to get a Bentley because you can't just replace this, man, just like I can't replace each and every one of my listeners. But go out and get yourself a dog that suits you, that maybe looks like you because a lot of them do. But go out and get that dog. Go out and get that cat. Go out and get that bird. Go out and get that monitor or whatever else my cousin Tim has in his, whatever else you can find. If it's a reptile, whatever, go get yourself something that makes you feel better when you come home. We can only judge society based on how they react in times of crises. Crises. I don't know if you're seeing this from our leadership. I'm not just talking about Biden from previous leadership too. They're all, Gangsters for different families. Trump was a gangster for some family that didn't get along with the gangsters that are running the world right now. And if you can't see that, fine. If you still call yourself a Democrat or Republican, I don't know what to tell you. Because I don't know when there was a time when either party had control that life was just grand, just perfect. No, that's not, it's not, it's not a reality. It's, it's a made up farce it's exactly like pro wrestling it's called kayfabe what we do in front of you behind the scenes it's a totally different world and if you don't understand that then you're just getting played by it like a fiddle so don't even worry about it let them let all them fight amongst themselves and look like idiots at the end of the day because they're showing themselves over and over and over whether they're a democrat or republican it doesn't matter they're showing themselves their skin is peeling and they can pretend all they want to and so we don't have any real leadership in a time when we needed it. I mean, geez, there's not one person out there that knows anything about COVID. They can say they want to, and there's a lot of your friends, I'm sure, that do as well, tells you why you should get the vaccine, why you shouldn't, or whatever the case may be. They're all, everybody became instant uh, PAs or semi-nurses or LVNs. Actually, everybody is pretty much on the LVN. No, I'm just kidding. But no, but... Everybody became some kind of medical analyst, right? Uh, oh, well, the, 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 if you if you are you just going to go by the uh, antibodies? Huh? Well, then there's the uh, chart rate. I mean, including Joe Rogan or including all these guys. I mean, he took a cocktail, but even I would think that he would even know to tell you he doesn't know. Nobody knows. So why? Why? Why don't they know? Do they choose not to? I know somebody knows, probably in a, in a country where there's a lot of garbage being burned 
that's destroying the atmosphere much in a much worse rate than anything we can possibly imagine. Probably in a country that um, used to have uh, rickshaws. Probably in a country that uh, their own people uh, used to have their feet bind. Their daughter, the women used to have their toes bind because they didn't want to have big feet. I mean, in a country that uh, pretty much does not give a fuck uh, about the each other. I'm sure the people do, but I'm talking about the leadership over there. So they're the ones pretty much dictating the world, maybe. Or maybe we're in on it. I'm not really sure. But that's neither here nor there. So we got pieces of shit up in the government. So already we know, we cross that off. Leadership, dogs are better, right? That's done. Second level, leadership, what would it be? The uh, 1%, people that really run the country, the people that uh, make sure that you have a job, uh, the people behind the scenes, uh, the Rockefellers, the... Uh, or not even the Rockefellers, or the, the Zuckerbergs, or the, the Gateses, uh, they'd be the next in line, right? Um, well, we we know where that island leads to, and it's called Epstein Island. Definitely dogs are better than them. All right, so two different classes, and that's really all this world is built on. Um, so we got that done. Then we come into the mildly uh, uber-rich, right? Uh, those people are uh, pretenders to the throne of anything. Uh, they want to flaunt it. And they actually do think that they're better people than you. Uh, some There's a small minority that I've met that don't. They're just lucky to be there, and they, they're, they're very humble. But the majority are usually what, uh, you know, trust fund kids, all that kind of stuff, and who didn't make anything in their life, and they just blow it. A lot of them OD. That's fine. Uh, dogs are better than them. Okay. And then you go from that to, like, maybe your Newport Beach rich or your Newport um, for anybody that doesn't live in Southern California Newport Beach is like the uh, I don't know uh, I got my first million place uh, but I'm also I also could have got my first 10 million this is a weird mix and then there's also people that I made my first hundred thousand and they want to live by the beach and they do but it's in a very small tiny thing so they, they grew up thinking and that's a lot of money I'm not discounting that at all so in that aspect so but you go out there and you go uh, you know the one of them bumps into you maybe and you say hey what, what hey, you're right and what's going on? and then they 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 automatically go into race you know things of that nature that's that so already newport beach that kind of line and you have them in your area too maybe maybe in ohio it's the people that own a five hundred thousand dollar home or maybe it's um you know in georgia somebody that owns a three hundred thousand dollar home you know, I don't really know. But to you, that's what that symbolizes, right? So that's kind of where we're talking right here. I can only speak for the environment that I'm in. And then there's Huntington Beach, which is like a lower level of that, which is pretty much just uh, the kids who are now like six years old. They were Their parents from World War II left them the house. They really didn't have to do much. So now that they think they're rich of some sort, just because their house is worth maybe a million, million, million and a half. Because most of the little houses around here are really ridiculous. If you were to see it, it's absolutely out of your mind. And so they carry this attitude of – and then there's average Joe who maybe in Nebraska makes 50000 a year. Maybe here in uh, California where things are very expensive makes uh, 50000 a year. Because while the prices of homes may be huge here – the people are still making fifty thousand dollars a year. The 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 middle class is absolutely drinking, and it's basically null and void. And it's almost to the fact of COVID made it and stomped it out. But there still are people making around that that amount of money. And if you're making fifty to sixty thousand, and they take the, the taxes are so outrageous that they probably take a good amount unless you have like a plethora of kids. Um, you're pretty much broke. And so you rent or you might be able to afford some house maybe in Santa Ana or out in Riverside. We were just talking about Corona, some of that. You might be able to afford a house out there. Um, but even there, the, some of those houses are going outrageous too. So I don't really know. Maybe that's why they all move out to Vegas or to, you know, somewhere else. That, that kind of reminds them of California. I don't know. Uh, but what I do know is that they are usually the good people, but now because of COVID, uh, it's changed everybody's mindset. So now they're, they were good people and they were maybe above average intelligence. 
but they didn't somehow didn't put it together or they didn't concentrate on making money. Maybe they're happy being a whatever job that was they were doing, giving back to the community. They thought that that was going to take care of them and they didn't look to the future. Maybe I don't know. So now, now they're scared and they don't hold the door open for you either at total wine and more is what I'm really saying. And then maybe it's target that they, they just cut in front of you because, uh, their daughter was just caught on the internet, uh, and we know where that leads, right? Or their son was caught on OnlyFans with another dude. Yeah, he might be of legal age, but he might have been. You know, these are the things that all these middle class people are going through. And so their their mind is now going. So now. That's almost everybody we're talking about. I'm t- I don't care what race it is. It's, it's definitely uh, Hispanic families are finding that their kids are now uh, doing shit that they never. Th- this was the better life that they expected. My kid's a fucking weirdo now, wearing makeup and whatever. And that's this is this is bizarre to the Hispanic people that came here to give a better life. So same with black families. What the fuck? Why is my son? I, I tried to move from here to here, and my son still wants to be like this because of the the idols that they worship. That that is that has been pushed upon them, and 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 the environments that the government loves to loves to give black people. They love to do that to them, don't they? They always steer them in the wrong direction while pretending to steer them in the right one, and to and it's 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 horrific, man. If the government hasn't had a history of selling drugs, using them as experiments, what the fuck is going on? What kind of what kind of world do we live in? And the more information we get. The more you start to see that, man, and and this whole thing with Afghanistan, us leaving, you know, going in there for what? For 20 years? And then we just leave them because of politics or Joe Biden wanted to look cool or something? I don't know. I mean, we should have left a long time ago. We should have never been there. How about that one? Because we did it, right? Didn't we do it to ourselves? I think I'm pretty sure we did. But that's that's a whole other topic for another day. The thing about it is, is that chaos is ensuing. I'm surprised, really, that everybody got locked up in barrel, fell in line, started wearing masks because the government said there was some kind of mist in the area that you don't see that could kill you. I'm not a conspiracy theorist whatsoever. I'm just shocked that the people didn't demand more transparency about this or who's accountable for this. Why are we having to shut down our lives for God knows how long, our whole businesses, and then the, you know, and then you 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 act weird about it. You want to make sure everybody's vaccinated, and which is not even a vaccine, but it is. I mean, it, it's definitely a necessity. We needed it for the elderly and for the obese, and and I guess you know some younger people that had breathing conditions or something, all that stuff. And I'm sure there's one out there that you're like, oh well, I know somebody that was 22 and had no problems and died. Yeah, uh, yeah, but you know what? I don't, and most people don't either. I'm sorry for your loss, but most people don't. So what is that? And so it's all going towards this malfunction of brain activity because people are no longer caring about others. People are no longer caring about uh, why they're here, more or less, how do I save myself, uh, survive, uh, basically survival mode. Because they don't want, they, you know, they're sad about the, the, what their kids have to go through. They're sad about maybe they don't have a job anymore. Or they do, or the they EDD run out, ran out, and and you know that 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 was nice of the government to just give it to you and then just take it away real nice and and get you like basically get you hooked like a drug like a drug dealer. That's basically what they did. They they gave out that EDD money and they said, here you go. The first one's free. The first one's free. First one's free. Oh, now you're addicted to crack, or you're addicted to meth, or you're addicted to whatever. Oh, let me just pull that from you. Now, how are you going to get it? Now go work. What? I've been lazy. You told me it was okay to be lazy. Now go work. Get to work now. Well, you don't want jobs that are out there for you. No, I, I liked having like this money coming in because you told me I couldn't. And I don't. And now, now we can, but we're not. We can't really go to work. We, we got to wear a mask, but I have my my shots and my booster, but I got to wear a mask. What? How many layers of protection? I mean, it's not the frozen tundra of Lambeau Field where you got to wear 30 layers of protection. That is, a, that is a real thing. But if you have the vaccination, if you've had COVID, I mean, that's a pretty good – and you had a booster. I, do you have to wear a mask too? I mean, how many 
and, and don't think that this is going to end right here. I mean, we're going to probably be wearing masks for a long time because it works so nicely. Maybe not right now, but they're going to bring the masks back. You watch pretty fast because what, when is the, there was a Delta variant last year, right? So what's the new variant this year? Oh, you know what? Most people are getting their vaccinations. They don't have to bring that one out, right? Interesting how that works. Anyways, so the middle class has all lost their mind. Dogs are better than them. The poor, while definitely uh, they didn't ask for it, some do. Some do ask for it. I can't. I don't have compassion for people that uh, choose to be the way they do because everybody has a decision. Like now, the poor around the world. If you live in America and you're poor, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, either you're you. You can say you don't have opportunities. That's true. There's not a lot of opportunities in many many areas or who you surround yourself with. Trust me, I, I know. I've, I've surrounded myself with the shittiest of people. And you know who you are, you're probably listening, because you want to see what I'm going to say next. But when you surround yourself with shitty people, chances are you ain't going to be too much different than them. So you got to find a way to surround yourself with somebody that inspires you, someone that has a good... But it's tough, because if all you know is shit, how are you going to get out of that? I get it. But so there's poor that, you know, they and there's poor, let's be honest, that are just not smart. And that's okay. Not everybody is born like our audience or myself. The highest IQ of all audiences and all of podcastry. But that's why we have compassion. That's why, but we can't let the minority, which I'm talking about, the poor it should be the minority. The poor is growing and it's taking over the middle class. And that's by design, people. And pretty soon they're going to get those old, those people in Huntington Beach and they're pretty soon they're going to get the people. It's going to be like, an, so there's only going to be the 1% and the rest of all of us. It's not going to be based on race. It's going to be based on haves and haves nots. You know, uh, did your dad uh, graduate from Harvard and, and has the in for you to go? I mean, no. Chances are no, but maybe there are some. We do have a, 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 a the brain power is, is is actually coming through the the Ethernet cable right now, right into my soul. I feel it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually stronger because of your brain power, the people that listen. But no, chances are that's not the case. So you got to do things on your own. Who? Not one of these politicians, not one of these people that we all look up to, uh, that we riot for or that we protest for. Go get a DUI right now and see how many of those motherfuckers come to your aid. I guarantee you not one of them. I don't know. Maybe, maybe you know a couple people that pull some strings. Luckily, I have. And I've seen it firsthand what these people are about. And so right now, I just gave you every class of people that my dog and all dogs are better than. Because they didn't ask for this life. They're subservient to you. Uh, basically, you're like a police warden. And when they eat, they eat. And now I'd like to play uh, Miss Tori Michaels. Uh, was very saddened. He, he, she was, if you've listened to the show at all, or if you watched our show on twitch.tv slash what's the play games, or on YouTube, our YouTube channel at what's the play, all one word. Uh, if you've looked at that, uh, you know Miss Tori Michaels. She was a radio personality too before this, and and she's a loose cannon. I'm not going to say she's not. She's very intelligent, but sometimes uh, she's very creative. Let's just say that. So I wanted to share with you uh, when I told her uh, the plight that Bentley had, uh, and she knows Bentley. She's known him for many years. I thought I'd share with you what she she said. She goes. Um, Yeah, that sucks about Bentley. But here's something I, I you know, it's funny you said that because I made a, a a jingle about dogs. Interesting that it just so happened to coincide with my dog um, dying, and, and that's that's fantastic. Who knew that she had this jingle? So I'm going to play it for you right now. Uh, I guess this would be her jingle about dogs or her love of dogs, because I guess unfortunately her dogs are not doing well at this moment too. So I thought I'd play this for you. Let's let's see if you can hear it here. Okay, here we go. Teddy bear, I know you love to lick, but it, you know what makes you sick. And when you go, and that doggy little itch, itch. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> oh my god, we have to talk about like, we have to rap about like, they'd be on the prowl. They'd be like, smelling up blood. They'd be like, shark weak. Fake. Fake you a thug. It's <laughs> so funny. The cheesiest, corniest rhymes. But the funniest. I, I don't know. I'm not really sure if it goes on. It looks like it goes on more, but you get the idea. Um, thank you, Tori Michaels, for um, sending that to me. I don't. I'm not really sure yet how to. Um, I'm not really sure how to how it really fucking matters in my life right now when I'm going through this with my dog. But I appreciate the sentiment nonetheless. So remember, people, when you lose a dog, you gain some shitty raps. And you could call in and tell me your opinion on this. Well, the other night I see my dog, Bentley, and uh, I'm trying to get him to, you know, I'm, I'm finding out that his legs just ain't working, and it's crushing me. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, come on, Bentley. And I finally he couldn't do it, and I laid with him, and I kind of rolled around with him a little bit. And he just, and he didn't, I don't even know if he realized it, but he shit himself. And he shit himself because he's dying. And so I thought, Wow. And I read about that that article about the the kid who who, who shit himself or something, and, and they got arrested for it. I, I thought, wow. Uh, usually, that that makes sense, right? When you you're dying, or when you get shot by a, a, a I don't know if anybody's been shot before, but a gunshot will make you usually shit your pants. So it's usually like the last the the, the final curtain, so to speak, you know, on a on, on something you've done in your life or you haven't done, or I don't know. If you're shitting yourself, chances are you, you don't want to shit yourself, right? Uh, and Bentley didn't want to. He, he, I could tell he was a little embarrassed. He didn't want to almost acknowledge it. And I said, Bentley, did. I want everybody to know that Bentley, Bentley, Michael, Rogers, Moraga, is going to go down as one of the greatest dogs the world's ever known. And this isn't to be sad for him. This isn't to be... Uh, he's lived a great life. He's lived a 14 in three months. That's a long time for a Labrador. But he, I feel he still has a lot in him if it wasn't for this goddamn laryngeal paralysis. But I'm also not, I'm helpless in this situation, which is very difficult for me. I don't even like to sneeze because I can't help it. It really bothers me. But I think the whole moral of this that has taught me and I'm trying to convey to you is that we need to just treat each other like it might be the last time we see them more often than we don't. And if you think like that a little bit about people we care about and maybe not people we don't care about, if we just try to slow down a little bit and not be beholden to all the baloney tech that they're... I mean, there's nothing right now that I think is worth anything in the tech field everything fails every day i mean i'm in the tech world everything that i have and i have the top of line of most things but it crashes or it just you ever try to show a youtube video on your phone exactly it never comes out you can watch it a hundred times before you know for yourself but it's the, the moment that you want to show somebody what do you know do they have an algorithm that does that that hears that in your voice that says shut that youtube video down or at least make it uh feel like it's back on 56k modem Who cares about all that? Who cares? Don't let society right now dictate your short circuiting and COVID and I don't really know and everything's really scaring me. I'm not have a job. Trust your instincts. They got you this far. You're going to be all right. And if you're not, you'll find a way. But don't do it on the backs of other people because you're more important or you're you're. Your place in line at Target, or your uh, you feel you feel disrespected by somebody over here, man. None of that shit matters. What matters is right now. I'm saying goodbye to my friend of 14 and a half years. Not just my friend, somebody I, I thought of as like he's been in my family. I mean, I he's gone through more girlfriends, more relationships. He's seen more chaotic mess. I mean, the guy has gone through it all. He's drank more alcohol probably than you. He spilt more liquor than you guys have even drank in their whole lifetime. But he's lived this long, and he's part of me. And 
you wish you could you change a little bit in the past. You know, you, you always feel that, man, I should have done something different. Uh, you try not to have regrets, but try not to regret. You try not to have any regrets. But I know, as I've gotten a little bit older, not that much, I can't imagine how, how wise I'm going to be in my 40s. But as I've gotten older, things start to be a little more clear. And you're not dictated by flavor of the month, whether it be human, toy, well, you name it, or or trend. And I think what this time period has shown that like everybody right now is has no idea what to do from music to movies, even to gaming, which looked like they were they're, they're actually probably the most solid right of entertainment, or just how to treat people. I, I I see it when I go out. People are talking to their bartender like, and the bartender's looking at them like they're a bunch of idiots too. Everybody doesn't they learn. They're not learning how to converse. I mean, they're witty as shit online. But try to talk to people if IRL, and it's 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 over. I mean, it's 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 literally uh, frustrating, and I feel like I'm talking a different language. So I'm just going to start speaking to everybody in Spanish. Hopefully, they get it because I feel like I get a lot of calls that they think that I already do speak Spanish because my name is Moraga and it is a true Moraga name. So let's put a bow on this podcast. Let's give thanks. The fact that you didn't know Bentley, but I did. And let's give thanks to whoever Bentley you have in your life or whatever friend you have in your life that you cherish and just go give them a kiss right now and be thankful that they have been in your life as long as they have and tell them something that you're appreciative of because that's all we have, those relationships. That's the, that's the, that's the real core of life. If you don't believe me, go make a lot of money and, and, and be a dick and see how many people aren't, are your friend just because you got the money and then as soon as it goes, they're gone. Go make some money. And, and, I mean, just money, obviously, it opens up so many avenues for you and gives you choices. That's all you want is choices. But it's not what juices you in life. It's not what our souls were meant to, to gravitate to. It's the relationships that you build it's the stuff that pull, tugs at your heartstrings. It's the stuff that the stuff that gives you hope in the world. And my dog, Bentley Michael Rogers Moraga, here we go. Gave me hope. Oh yeah. Well, maybe it's the common curse. Maybe things get 